I don't know how many of you will relate, but I find that our life more often than not is like a site of a multiple collision, just like we saw on the screen. If it's not a death, it is a diagnosis of a terminal illness. If it's not an illness, it is a conflict within your family. And sometimes people who are watching what's going on in our lives, they said, so-and-so is going through a perfect storm. Even ourselves sometimes, when you look into our lives, the adversity, the hardships we are going through, we conclude that it is a perfect storm. If, I would say, it is not a question of if, but it is when you and I, at some point in our lives, we will face with some sort of um, adversity or even tragedy. So the question is, when we found ourselves in the storms of this life, what do we do? And this is what we trying, the question we are trying to understand to examine this morning. We are going to examine a passage in the Gospel of Mark in the chapter 4. Um, we are going to uh, study this together. This is a passage that speaks to our realities. So before we get into that passage, before we dive into it together, let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the chance we have to be here this morning. Many of us could choose to go to the cottage uh, on the beach or throw in a barbecue with friends and family, but we have chosen to be here this morning. Lord, it means we are looking for something. Maybe we want to hear or listen to you speaking to us, to speaking to our hearts this morning. I pray that your Holy Spirit will penetrate us this morning and that each and every one of us will find something in what you have to share or to say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My name is David. Um, I serve here as, uh, as a volunteer, and it's, it's a pleasure to see you all, and especially those of you who are watching from home. So in that passage in Mark, I'm going to read it for you in a moment, but Jesus, to give you some background information, Jesus and the 12 disciples were together on the Sea of Galilee. Um, Jesus was speaking, teaching about the kingdom of God, 
And a bunch of people, thousands of people came um, to listen to him. Many of them maybe came, you know, to get the miracle uh, for something to happen in their lives. Many probably came just as spectators to see what he was up to. It was a long day. Both Jesus and his disciples were exhausted. And that day, verse 35, chapter 4 of Mark, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. 36, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with them. So, there are some very important information that I want us to pay attention to in those two verses. First, Jesus was already um, in a boat. What happened, he was on the shore um, of the sea where he stood up or he sat down and then all the crowd uh, stood up on the shore listening to him. It was a way, maybe he didn't have a microphone at that point, and the best way to reach more people was to stay on the boat on the seashore so that a good amount of these people could hear what he had to say. Second important information is that Jesus was the one who initiated the idea of crossing to the other side. Also, immediately he commanded that they should go to the other side. The disciples obeyed without hesitation. And also, we see in those two verses that not only there was that boat where in the one Jesus was with his disciples, but there were also other boats uh, in their companies. And they took off after receiving the order from Jesus. The thing is, after a long day, exhausted, when Jesus ordered them or commanded them or invited them to go to the other side, I believe that the disciples were relieved. Whew, after a long day, we finally going to go and get some rest. But on their way, a furious storm came up and the wave broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. So, the boat was nearly swamped. I'm just trying to see where I am. I have a big front. I should be okay. (laughs) Nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. 
the disciple woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are drowned? So, the disciples were faced with a life-threatening situation where they, they were about to drown. And despite some of them were experienced um, fishermen, professional fishermen, but that time, that storm, they couldn't do anything about it. They were fighting for their lives. They got scared, frustrated, hopeless, and even got angry to the point of thinking and believing that Jesus did not care about them. I think we can relate um, to the response of the, of the disciples. These were typical human reactions. Jesus was the one who invited them to cross to the other side. And while they were fighting for their lives, the boat almost filled with water, and then he was sleeping. So to the disciple, it wasn't fair. So in time, in times of distress and adversity, just like the disciples, we tend to get angry. We tend to get frustrated, doubtful, fearful. And we sometimes try to get our situation under control on our own without considering that Jesus could perhaps do something to, to help in the situation we find ourselves. We sometimes question whether God is as powerful as he says he is. We question his faithfulness because if he was that powerful, if he was that faithful, we should not be in the situation we are in. Some of us, depending on the situation, we sometimes even question the very existence of God. Sometimes we even blame ourselves when we are going through the difficult situation. We say, what, what have I done to be in that situation? Or sometimes we even tend to blame others depending on what it is we are going through. Or we blame God for the unfortunate situation we are experiencing. Or perhaps other people just judge us, just drop to the conclusion, maybe he has done something or she has done something to be in that mess or to be in that storm. I have heard pastors preaching, you know, when members of their churches are going through difficulties, they said, yeah, you steal from God. Ah, you don't pay your tithe, and, and so on and so forth. So, I do not think so. 
Last week, Alex shared a passage with us where Jesus was walking with his disciples. Along the way, they met with, with a guy who was blind. And he was blind, the Bible says, he was blind since birth. The first thing that came to the disciples' mind when they encountered that guy was that they asked Jesus, is it his sins or his parents that he's in that situation? So the the tendency is that if we are going through hardships, if we are going through a difficult situation, it's either we have done something wrong or our parents have done something wrong and then we are paying the price. We would agree that as Christians, when we sin, we, we pay the price of our sins. This we know, but not every situation Every hardship, every suffering that we go through is the price we are paying for what we have done wrong. We just need to change our mindset on that. Sometimes God himself allows things to happen in our lives for his own glory. And that's exactly what Jesus said to the disciples. This guy was born blind so that the glory of God can be revealed. Notice that when Jesus commanded the disciples to go to the other side, they didn't say, no, we are tired, we're not going to go, not now, Lord. They immediately obeyed. They obeyed his command. Not only they obeyed, but they were with him all along. They spent an entire day with him. But they still got hit by that storm, that violent storm. They still experienced that adversity. So, church, serving God... Being in his presence doesn't exempt us from experiencing adversity in this life. The disciples were at the feet of their master. They were listening to him attentively, witnessing um, his miracles. They obeyed his command. And in spite of their being at the right place at the right time, still got hit by that violent storm. When we listen to, to the prosperity gospel, the, the troubleless and feel good gospel on television, sometimes we, we question ourselves. 
we, we feel some sort of discomfort. How come if, if life is supposed to be perfect, it's supposed to be wonderful, when we're serving God, everything is to be, supposed to be all right, how come I am going through what I am going through right now? You feel that disconnect. But I just want you to know, I want to remind you, the situation you are going through, the hardship, the suffering is just the reality of life. Jesus in John 16, 33, said to his disciples that in this life, you will experience troubles. But believe in me. Keep in mind that in me, you can find peace. He did not tell them, if you follow me, you will never experience any hardships. He didn't tell them, if you follow me, everything will be all right. But he said, you will encounter difficulties in this life. But you just need to trust me. And then you will find peace. Not too long ago, a niece of mine who lives in France, she was in her 20s. While she was in church, in a church service like this on a Sunday morning, playing piano at the service, and then all of a sudden, she felt that her right side was was numbed and she couldn't move the fingers. It felt like this side was paralyzed. They washed her to the hospital and after running some tests, they found that she had a very advanced multiple sclerosis, what we call MS early 20s, we do not have that in our families, but there she is, diagnosed with MS. But the thing that really captured my attention is that while she was in church, playing piano, worshiping her God, and then there we are. Seriously? I have a pastor friend who lives here in Ottawa. I spoke several times in his church. He has a vibrant ministry in the, in the community. Late 2019 to early 2020, he started having difficulties with, with his eyes. Um, he went to see a specialist and he get a diagnosis of cataract. He was due to operate, but COVID hit and he couldn't get in. And sometime within the pandemic, he, he got his chance and got operated. We do not know what happened, what went wrong. The guy lost his sight. 
sight completely. He is now blind. I am sharing these two examples with you because these two people are so close to me. I understand their situation. I know these are two individuals who dedicate their lives to serving God. But still, adversity finds a way to hit them. My question again to you, church. What do we do when we find ourselves in the storms of this life? The disciples thought Jesus didn't, didn't care at all. He had abandoned them. They got mad. Rather than calling upon him to maybe help them out. They tried every maneuver, but it all failed. At times, God seemed to, to be so far away. He doesn't seem to care. He seems to be out of reach. But I want to remind you this morning, it is all in our feeling. God is a good God. He's there, always fighting, just like we sung earlier. When he's walking, we don't even feel it. We do not know it. Even though we don't feel, we cannot see it, but he's always at work. He knows What's best for us? He knows what we need. The disciples were complaining. They got upset. But the moment they call upon Jesus, we see what happened in verse 39. Jesus got up. We buked. The wind and said to the waves, Quiet and be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Jesus commanded the wind and the storm died down immediately, like in a fraction of a second. The calming of the storm was nothing short of a miracle. It was a divine intervention. In fact, I believe it is Jesus revealing to the disciples his deity that he was not that mean man they thought he was. He instantly eliminates the threat the disciples were faced with. Church, the Jesus we serve, the God we serve is able to calm down the storm we are currently going through. He's also able to give us peace 
in the midst of the storms. I'm going to repeat those two. You are probably going through a storm right now in your life. I want to remind you, Jesus can calm that storm down. He can eliminate that threat. But if he chooses not to eliminate that storm, just like he did for the disciples, but he's able to give you peace to go through it. And this is why he questioned the disciples in verse 40. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Because Jesus was and has been with these guys uh, for a couple of years or more not by now. And they have seen him healing people, um, giving sight to those who were blind. They witness him feeding thousands with near to nothing. But they still did not know who he was. But instead of trusting him, believing in who he was, they did what they know best. They get frustrated, get depressed, blame. They were angry. And they retreated. And that's what we do when we are going through difficult times. But when they witnessed that, Jesus turned the impossible to possible. He ordered the storm to die down. And at that point, in verse 41, they were terrified. And they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the wave obey him? Can you imagine that? They were afraid when they were going through the storms. They were scared because they were fighting for their lives. But now they are terrified. Terrified, excuse me. They were trembling. They were terrified and they asked each other who this is, even when and waves obey him. In asking this question, who is this? Who this is? It appears that the disciples did not get it. They didn't know who they were with. Um, in studying this passage, I, I struggled a little bit, or maybe a lot. I, I was trying to 
to penetrate the minds of, of the disciples to see what, what was going on. Because they were afraid during the storm. But when Jesus calmed the storm, they should be joyful, they should be joyous, they should be happy, relieved. But instead they were terrified. And then I was asking, what was going on in their minds? Why terrified? And what I came to understand is that maybe it was an eye-opening experience for the disciples. They knew Jesus was the Messiah because God had revealed it to Peter. They knew he was the Messiah. He was the son of God. That, that they know. They have seen him, you know, turn. He did, you know, something and turn water into wine and all that. But for them to see that storm, their life, they are about to lose their lives. And then instantly, this guy come the storm and they said, they came to realize that in that boat with them that evening was God. It was not simply the Jesus they knew, the Messiah or the Son of God, but this is God himself, the God of creation. And they were so terrified, they got to experience his holiness. They get to see the glory of God. And by being terrified, it means they were in awe. So what they don't say by being terrified, I believe the disciples say, oh my, this is, it got to be God can be nothing else. This is God and flesh. If you were to ask me what this passage is all about, I could say maybe it's, it's about our humanity, you know, just like, you know, in this life we, we, we're going to go to troubles, but Jesus always shows up um, to take care of business for us. And if I were to tell you this is what it is about, I think you will agree with me. But I want us to go further than that. When we ponder upon this passage, we see that it points mainly to Jesus being God in person. Friends, I, I have no idea what storms you are going through in your life as we speak. Maybe some of you are fighting with something. Maybe all your, your head is underwater as we speak right now. Some of you are perhaps perhaps entering a storm. And some of us are maybe within the storm right now. And luckily, perhaps some of us are just getting out of a storm. 
But the one thing we need to remember, no matter the situation, no matter the hardship, no matter the adversity, Jesus can provide peace. It is not if, but when you and I going to face with some sort of adversity. There is no doubt about it. Before you die, at some point in your life, you're going to face with adversity or even tragedy. The greatest tragedy is not the tragedy itself, but it's the way you respond when you are in a storm. The way you respond to it makes a whole difference. Friends, let us not do, although the disciples are human, we are human as well, but let us not spend our energy blaming ourselves or blaming God for the situation we are in, but rather remember that he's always waiting open arms to receive us and to help us. If he would not come the storm we are going through, but he will give us peace and courage to go through it. Let us ask God this morning to give us faith. So in spite of whatever we are going through, we will experience his peace. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we are so thankful to you this morning. Lord, we, we hear you. Um, we know and understand our humanity. Despite our experience with you, when we are going through difficult times, you are the last thing that comes to mind. Lord, without any doubt, I believe that some of us are going through a storm as we speak. I pray that your Holy Spirit will intervene. I pray that your spirit will either calm the storm, just like you did for the disciples, or you will provide peace within those storms. We thank you, praise you. We ask you to give us faith because we don't want to be reproached by you. Please give us faith. That's all we ask in Jesus' name.